Hey, so thanks so much for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about revelations of faith. And so let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you said you'd be where we are when we gathered in your name, you'd be here. And so we just thank you and praise you that you are. We thank you for revelation knowledge. We thank you for teaching us your way. You're so good to us. We just give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And so God wants to talk to us about how our faith needs to actually develop. We talked a little bit about that um, the day before yesterday, I believe, or yesterday. Um, But anyway, he's talking to us how we are kind of like babies. You know, some of us think that we can do it without God. If you ever saw a two or three-year-old try to button their shirt and they want to do it, no, I want to do it, you can't help me, I want to do this, then um, you've seen a stubborn child and one that thinks he can do it on his own. And God was comparing us to that. Although this child cannot button its own shirt, and although he has no idea, he's oblivious to the fact that he's here because of his mom and dad. He's here, and he needs help to get the rest of the way in his life. And um, if he ever does button his shirt, it'll be because they taught him to. They have taught him to develop in the skills of being a human being, I guess you could say. And so anyway, um, God is saying that we're like that. You know, we're here, and he's our dad. And even though we think we can do this life without him, we think we can do this life without him. I can button my own shirt. I know what I can do. And, you know, another thing a little kid does is, you know, if they want candy, they want it now. Or if they want a toy, they want it now. And, you know, we have to teach them that they have to have self-control And the other thing that they want to do is just have everything to themselves. You know, some some children are naturally greedy. And then when you get to the teenager stage, they don't even hear you because they're so self-absorbed. And so in all, we are pretty self-centered people. We are. I mean, how often are you thinking about someone else? How often do you think about yourself? Do you think about yourself half the time, a quarter of the time, all the time? And um, when you have kids, you think about them all the time. Just some things to consider and ask yourself. And I, I, I was thinking, you know, God, he, he's always thinking about us. He always has his mind on us and always wants to bless us. And how can he do that if we don't let him? Just like those parents, how can they bless their children, their child, if their child just wants to do it themselves and they want nothing to do with the parent that wants to help him, um, well, button his shirt or brush his teeth or whatever it is. And God is saying the same thing to us. We're so busy thinking we can do it ourselves, and we're afraid of what he's going to tell us if we go to him, if we depend on him. And we want to do what we want to do, and we want to do it now. And we're pretty greedy, self-centered people without him. And so he's saying with that, it's a level of faith where, you know, he can't do anything. Because then all of a sudden when you need him, 
then um, you're admitting that you need him. And he's, he's not at the place where you want him to be because of your faith level, because you don't really know him, you know, which is really the first step to having God in your life is getting to know him so you know that he's not saying, no, you can't have that candy for no apparent reason. He says no because he has something better for you, more than you can ask or think, or because that thing isn't good for you. How often do we just think, I don't need God, that's just, um, I hear some people say that that's God is their crutch and they don't need God and they got it. They got this thing. And so um, their whole life, they have it figured out, they get a job they want, and then they borrow money for the things they think they want, and then they have a plan to pay this money back. But then what happens when that doesn't turn out? When that doesn't turn out, then God is blamed. When that doesn't turn out, maybe you realize you did need God. When that doesn't turn out is when usually somebody turns to God or turns against God. And so God wants us to know that we need him. He's our dad. And when he's saying no, he's saying no because he has something better for us. He has a better way for us to live than we live without him. He has things he wants to teach us and train us in so that we can live in his kingdom. And we have to be open to that instead of oblivious to the fact that we think that we got this without him and we don't. He's our dad. We were created in his likeness and we were created to be dependent on him and know the good plan he has for us and live that good life, that more than you can ask for life. Jesus said, I have come. They may have life. Have it to the full until it overflows. And that life is lived by faith in him, your dependence on him. And um, yeah, he's your crutch. He's the one you lean on to make it. And so God is saying that to us today, that, you know, we're at these um, faith stages where we need revelation knowledge. You know, that three-year-old needs to know that he needs his mom and dad. And um, the five-year-old maybe needs to know that he needs to learn how to say no to his flesh, because we can't follow God without saying no to our flesh. And he needs to know that the mom and dad, mom and dad have a good plan for him. And then that teenager um, place where they're just so self-absorbed, they don't even hear you. And God was talking about that place today too, that we get so self-absorbed. We're we're so worried about what people think of us. Um, We we think we got this thing, you know. Um, we're, We're concerned about this, that, and the other thing. And so um, it's not a good time to be hanging out with dad or or, um, imitating um, dad, God, imitating God and um, doing things like calling those things to be not as though they were or leaning on him. But we got to, you know, we got this image, you know, we got, we got this thing where, you know, we, we want to fit into the world. And really, without knowing it, we don't want to fit into the world. Because if we fit into the world, we're not going to fit into the kingdom of God. And so that is one thing that God wants us to know today. There's so much more revelation to know. But the revelation that he's giving us today is that we need him. And sooner or later, if you don't think you do, sooner or later you're going to find out that you do. 
and that we got to be hearing what he's saying. We can't be like that teenager who doesn't hear a thing his parents are saying because he's so self-absorbed. And so we need to be listening because there is going to come a time, whether you realize it or not, that you're going to realize that you do need God, that you don't got this thing on your own, that you can't make your life turn out without him. I just feel like that is the word that he's giving me to give you today. And maybe you're someone that never um, relied on God at all. And you had no idea that there was a place to go to be secure, that you could rely on him for everything. And if that's you, you should know that Jesus laid down his life for you so that God's spirit could come and live on the inside of you and be your God and train you and teach you in the things of God. His spirit coming to live on the inside of you. You being born of the spirit so that you can see even into the spirit realm so that you can see good. You know, we sing that song, Amazing Grace, and I once was blind and now I see. And that's what happens when you get born again. When you say that prayer, and God's spirit comes and lives on the inside of you. You can see what you couldn't see before. You can see God. You can feel God. And you can know that God has good for you. And he is your dad. And he has good in mind for you. And so maybe you're at that state where you couldn't see that and you want to see it then when I pray in a few minutes, then you want to say that prayer and his spirit will come and live on the inside of you and change your life. And you'll have someone you can depend upon all the time. He's always there. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He's going to live on the inside of you and be your God. You're going to be able to go to him day or night. He's going to tell you things to come. He's going to remind you of the word. John 1, 1 tells us he is his word. And so when you look at the word, you're looking at God. And so that's how you get to know him. And then he's going to start um, passing his thoughts through your thoughts. You're going to hear him talking to you. And he does that in those kinds of ways. John 10 says, um, 27, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. And then they have eternal life. And so that really is... What being a Christian is about, it's not just a prayer that you get to heaven, but it is a relationship that you have with Jesus and you follow him and then you live in heaven on the earth here and now, and then you live, you have eternal life with him when you leave here. He's so good and he's so in love with you. And, you know, John 15, he says that apart from him, we can do nothing. And he, he says that he's the vine or the branches. The Father is a vine dresser. And so when we stay connected to that vine, we're going to get to the place where we can ask what we will, and it'll be done. And we'll be glorifying the Father, and we'll be proving to be true disciples of his. And so that relationship is you turning into one of his disciples. You following him here on the earth and doing his will, representing him, being his witness, giving glory to the Father as all the things that you ask happen in your life. It's an exciting thing, and um, you want to do that. Um, and I'm going to say that prayer with you, and I just hope that you say it with me. And all you have to do, God is a person. He is, and we're made in his likeness, so you can be comfortable in asking him. It's not scary. He's going to come. His spirit's going to live on the inside of you, and you're just going to start to know him. But you have to give him that attention. He is his word, and you need to look at the word. 
Revelation 3.20 says that he's already standing at the door of your heart and knocking. So he's not going to force himself on you, but when you invite him in, he's going to come in. Let's do that. Jesus, we thank you. You're so good. You want to live on the inside of us, and we're just inviting you right now to do that. Come and live on the inside of us and be our God. Teach us your way. Help us to develop that relationship with you. We just know we can't do anything without you. We don't got this life without you, only with you. And so we're asking for your help. We thank you and praise you that we can grow up and be like you, represent you, and hear you, and just commit to you, and then go and do that work that you're calling us to do, to be like you, to show the world who you are, and even to know that... um, You are on the inside of us, and we represent you, that the people can see us in you, or you in us. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory in your name. In your name we pray. Amen. He's so good. He's so in love with you. And when he does live on the inside of you and you follow after him, people are going to see him in you. It's an amazing thing. He's so good. He is just so in love with you, and you're going to find that out for yourself. And if you said that prayer, congratulations, and please let me know. And um, remember, now he's saying that you can't do this life without him. So many people try to do that. you got to stay connected, look at his word, and come in agreement with him. And then he's going to teach you, correct you, and get you to that place where you're going to just live that life that Jesus came, John 10, 10, that you could have life, have it to the full until it overflows. You're going to have happiness, peace, joy, and contentment like you never had before. He's so good. He's so in love with you. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.